Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the Donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Thank you for listening to Spirit-Filled Podcasts. Please visit Spirit-Filled Radio for more great programs. in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil amen in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit well hello and welcome back to another episode of Thy Kingdom Come with Katie Hughes. This is Spirit-Filled Radio. Today I wanted to talk to you about everlasting life. And with that, before everlasting life comes death. And there's different types of death or dying. And the first piece I want to talk about is death and dying when it comes to dying in Christ, dying to Christ, so that He may live in us and that we live a holy life. And in the church catechism, we have a lot of notes and reflections on everlasting life. So I wanted to quote a little bit today through the catechism regarding First off, the creed, and, and it talks about, in number 988, the Christian creed is a profession of our faith in God, the Father, the Son, 
and in the Holy Spirit. And in God's creative saving and sanctifying action culminates in the proclamation of the resurrection of the dead on the last day and in life everlasting. So it says, we believe and hence we hope that just as Christ is truly risen from the dead and lives forever, so after death the righteous will live forever with the risen Christ and he will raise them up on the last day. And this comes from the scriptures of John chapter 6, verse 39 to 40. And we can also move into, as we continue, our resurrection, like his own, will be the work of the most holy trinity. And when we look at Romans 8, verse 11, it says, If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit who dwells in you. So this is a promise that we've been given from God. And here it is plainly in our, in our Catholic teaching. Now when the term flesh is mentioned, it refers to we humans in the state of weakness and mortality. And the resurrection of the flesh means not only that the immortal soul will live on after death, but that even our mortal body will come to life again. And that is true. When we go to Romans 8, verse 11, and so we have so much hope in the fact that we will be raised up on the last day. Now, for as it's mentioned, we are mortal, we are weak, and our flesh often tempts us into believing that the end of the road is death here on earth. And that's a lie from the enemy because Jesus has promised us through the Trinity that we will be raised up. And before we even get raised up on the last day, when we die, we have the opportunity for everlasting life in heaven. And that is a great hope for us. And that is why in our faith, death is a transition into our final destination, which is heaven. And that's where we start from. We are born of spirit. And because we are spirit and we are bodily in the flesh, sometimes the two seem to oppose one another here on this earth. And especially in our, in our modern culture, everything is of the flesh. Everything is of the self-pleasure, sensation, instant gratification. And Jesus teaches us about patience and perseverance in living in the Spirit. Yes, we are in the world, but we are of the Spirit world. And we come from heaven, and we shall return to heaven so long as we live a life, a good Christian life, and follow our Lord and submit to His will. And that could be throughout our whole life, or that could be on our dying day. Each soul has its own journey, and God wants everyone to be in heaven. So there's a great hope in that. 
So why, I ask this question, why are we so afraid of death? Well, like I said, there is this battle between the flesh and the spirit. And our human flesh reminds us that the world is here and relevant. And that everlasting life is based on our belief in faith. I'd like to return to Christ's resurrection and our resurrection in the church catechism. And in number 992, God revealed the resurrection of the dead to his people progressively. Hope in the bodily resurrection of the dead established itself as a consequence intrinsic to faith in God as a creator of the whole man, soul, and body. The creator of heaven and earth is also the one who faithfully maintains his covenant with Abraham and his posterity. It was his double perspective that faith in the resurrection came to be expressed in their trials. And as we look to the Maccabean martyrs' confession, this is what they said. The king of the universe will raise us up to an everlasting renewal of life because we have died for his laws. One cannot but choose to die at the hands of men and to cherish the hope that God lives of being raised again by him. And what Jesus often would speak about was the Pharisees and many of Jesus' contemporaries hoped for this resurrection. And Jesus teaches it firmly to the Sadducees who deny it. He answers, Is not this why you are wrong, that you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God? Faith in the resurrection rests on faith in God, who is not God of the dead, but of the living. And we see this in Mark chapter 12, verse 27. But there's more. Jesus links faith in the resurrection to his own person. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. And he says this in John chapter 11, verse 25. It is Jesus himself who on the last day will raise up those who have believed in him, who have eaten his body and drunk his blood. Already now in this present life, he gives a sign and pledge of this by restoring some of the dead to life. And we see this in Mark chapter 5, verse 21 to 42. Announcing thereby his own resurrection, though it was to be of another order. He speaks of his unique event as the sign of Jonah, the sign of the temple. He announced that he will be put to death, but rise thereafter on the third day. And this is Mark chapter 10, verse 34. To be a child of God, to be part of his kingdom, to be a witness to Christ is to be a witness to his resurrection, to have eaten and drunk with him after he rose from the dead. Encounters with the risen Christ characterize the Christian hope of resurrection. We shall rise like Christ with him and through him. From the beginning, Christian faith in the resurrection has met with incomprehension and opposition. On no point does the Christian faith encounter more opposition than on the resurrection of the body. And St. Augustine says this. 
It is very commonly accepted that the life of the human person continues in a spiritual fashion after death. But how can we believe that this body, so clearly mortal, could rise to everlasting life? What is rising? In death, the separation of the soul from the body, the human body decays and the soul goes to meet God, while awaiting its reunion with its glorified body. God in His almighty power will definitively grant incorruptible life to our bodies by reuniting them with our souls through the power of Jesus' resurrection. And this is number 997 in the Church Catechism. Who will rise? All the dead will rise, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. How will this be? Christ is raised with his own body. He Remember he said, See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. This is quoted in Luke chapter 24, verse 39. But he did not return to an earthly life. So in him, all of them will rise again with their own bodies, which they now bear. But Christ will change our lowly body to be like his glorious body into a spiritual body. So this is something that is still a mystery to us. But we have faith. We have faith that the Lord gave us his promise. And to be part of his kingdom of heaven, we must believe this in faith. Let's listen to Corinthians chapter 15, verse 35 to 37, 42, 52, and 53. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? You foolish man, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body which is to be, but a bare kernel. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. The dead will be raised imperishable, for this perishable nature must put on the imperishable, and this mortal nature must be put on immortality. How it's going to happen exceeds our imagination and understanding. It is only accessible by our faith. And participation in our Eucharist gives us a foretaste of Christ's transfiguration of our bodies. Just as the bread that comes from the earth after God's blessing has been invoked upon it is no longer ordinary bread, but Eucharist formed of two things, the one earthly and the other heavenly, So too our bodies, which partake of the Eucharist, are no longer corruptible, but possesses the hope of resurrection. Wow. Well, I'm visually thinking about this. How our body is being transformed with every Eucharist that we partake in, with every sacrifice of the Lamb of our Lord, every Mass that we participate in and receive His body and blood, Our body is being changed. And this quote that I just shared about this is from St. Irenaeus. And he's quoted in the church catechism in number 1000. Now here's something for us to see how wonderful our lives are here right now on earth, living beings. Because we are spirit, because we belong to God and in his kingdom, 
and baptizes priests, prophet, and king. This is the promise we have, and this is in the church catechism, 1002. Christ will raise us up on the last day, but it is also true that in a certain way we have already risen with Christ. For by virtue of the Holy Spirit, Christian life is already now on earth a participation in the death and resurrection of Christ. And when you are buried with him in baptism, in which you are also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. This is such a beautiful imagery that we are in Christ. We are heavenly beings in the sense of that is our home. Our true home is heaven and that we are part of this kingdom of God and how through our baptism we are buried in him and then we're resurrected with him through faith in working of God who raised him from the dead. Let me just repeat this. If then you have been raised by Christ, seek things that are above where Christ is. Well, let's think about what things are above us in heaven. We have the beatific vision that all of heaven is worshiping God. That's one thing, being in his presence. We here on earth can be in God's presence even though we're not in heaven. And how can we do this? We can do this in so many ways. We can be in prayer. We can spend time in adoration, participation in the mass. But also I want to think about the treasures of heaven that God has given us through the Holy Spirit to serve Him. And this is where we draw into our gifts of the charismatic nature, of prophesying, of healing, of miracles and wonders, and how we are all called to participate in these treasures, these gifts that God has given us, to open up these gifts that have been given to us and to use them, to not waste any more time. For as you know, if you think about the world today, people need hope, people need a sign of faith, And people need to see a sign of Jesus Christ. And how can they see that? It is through us. It is through our love and our charity that people can experience God. And when people see our goodness because of Jesus Christ, they have the opportunity to inquire, to be blessed, and to want to be around people who are living a holy life life in Christ Jesus. Our true mission of the church is to evangelize, to spread to the ends of the earth the good news of Jesus Christ. And one of the ways that we can do this is through prophecy and through healing. Because when we talk about Jesus, we talk about the good news, and then we're able to demonstrate that good news through messages from God to the heart of another person through the physical, emotional, and spiritual healing and psychological healing of people. When we do this in the name of Jesus Christ, when people know we stand in Christ 
And this is what God does, that God is the healer, that God is the lover of all lovers. And when they experience that love through us Christians, then we have done our part to impart on them the gifts of God from the Holy Spirit and and to help them be a bridge. We can be a bridge to unite people to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's our whole purpose is to enrich and to bring in as many souls as possible to heaven. And we can't do it ourselves. We need the grace of God. And that's why we must live a holy, chaste, purified life, devout life in our Christian life as Catholics, and why we partake in the sacraments that sanctify us, that bring us closer to God. And then we can be that image of of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can be that attractive one. And we can break through sin because of that grace. People will recognize how good God is and how it's so much better option than the option of the world, the option of sin and death. So let us call to mind that we are resurrected with Christ Jesus and that we have much work to do here on earth until our good Lord calls us home and to not be afraid of death, but to look forward to it when it is our time, knowing that we did our best serving God. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you've been blessed and God bless you. Let us pray. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pride.
listening to Thy Kingdom Come with host Katie Hughes on Spirit-Filled Radio. If you enjoy this program, please let us know at spiritfilledmedia.org. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.